0: Because he was, began in verse 1, likewise ye wives. And so he says, likewise ye husbands, verse 7, dwell with them, wives, according to knowledge, uh, understanding, given honor, re- respect, unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel physically, and some even believe emotionally. And as being heirs together of the grace of life, did you get that, heirs together? That your prayers be not hindered. Somebody say, how can my prayers be hindered? Verse 1, likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they are also may without the word be won by conversation of the wives. That means that if you are a wife and your husband is not yet looking through the eyes of faith, not yet a Christian, that by your conversation, that's your behavior, your conduct. That he can be won over by your behavior, by being in subjection to your husband. Just because your husband is not a Christian does not mean that he is not your head. God says he's still your head. But as a Christian wife, it is your responsibility to conduct yourself in a manner, in a fashion that is pleasing unto God and that is persuasive to your husband. In that, he may not read the Bible, but he may read your lifestyle. He may not read God in the scriptures, but he can see God in your life. And because he can see God in you, he is going to be persuaded by you to convert over to God. But in verse 7 he says, likewise ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, that's understanding. And I don't have the time to deal with it, but as a husband, as a man, as as the head of your house, it is very important for us to understand the makeup of our wives, the makeup of the woman, giving honor unto the wife even though God has made you the head, does not mean that you should not show her respect. There are a number of men, I'm, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the I'm, I'm the, I'm you know, I'm. But you ought to give her respect. Verse 7, before we close, I'll show you. giving honor to the wife as unto the weaker vessel. There is certain things that a man, God made him by nature and design. He is somewhat, better than the weaker vessel he serves he ought to protect his wife hello somebody you it's not the other way around you know somebody knocking at the back door at three o'clock in the morning babe babe go get the door go go get go go get the door you know he ought to what get up and go check it out there's something that is walking on the rooftop or knocking on the windows he ought to get out there and go check it out even though he might take his little friend with him. Uh? (laughs) But my point is that as the weaker vessel, he serves as the protector to his wife and his family. Now, as I stated, some say that uh, they look at her not only as a weaker vessel physically, but uh, a number of men say that that simply means also weaker vessel uh, emotionally so connecting to the knowledge uh, in the prior phrase uh, as unto knowledge you can tie those things together the weaker ve- vessel and the knowledge meaning that that you need to understand the makeup of a woman in some cases you know they're a little bit more sensitive uh, than than others I was talking about particularly uh, uh, my sister who is uh Often, terror and who just recently lost her husband, and there are certain things that if I would tell her, uh, I know that it would, you know, I, I know her makeup; uh, she would just break down and just fall to pieces. There are some things I can't say to her, uh, brash and harshly and rough, because I know her makeup; she she would just fall to pieces. So, in that understanding of the wife and of of of, of the women in particular, you need to understand the makeup that they they're the weaker vessel. Uh, does not mean that she is an inferior vessel. She is not inferior to you, all right? Just because she might not be able to pick up 300 pounds don't mean that she, she is inferior, all right? Uh, then he says, as and as being heirs together, and the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Uh, I'll talk about that a little bit more when we get into The lesson on today, but shall we bow and shall we pray? Father in heaven, we say thank you so much for all that you do for us. We want to ask that you would please forgive us for our sins and our shortcomings because we know we sin and we know we do wrong and we say things that we should not say, do things we should not say and go places we should not go. And Father, we ask that you may strengthen us, but please forgive us that our worship here may be acceptable to our God. We pray that our hearts be open. Open, Father, not so much to your servant this morning, but from the word that you have placed in him. And that, Father, that our hearts be open to receive the word and to receive to make application. And, Father, we pray for our guests who are not members of the church, that you would open their hearts, that they can see that they ought not look any other place for they have found the place where they ought to be. Not only they have found truth, but they have found love and a welcoming spirit. We pray that you bless us, that as we worship this day, this morning, that you could bless us to do it in spirit and in truth. Forgive us, please, again for all sins. It's in his name, Jesus, that we pray. Let us say amen. We just want to remind us of all of the things that we have coming up uh, towards the end of the year uh, and into next year. Be mindful of all of the sign-up sheets that is in the foyer area, baptismal clothing, uh, preparation of the Lord's Supper, all of those things. Uh, Please uh, be mindful. You almost got it all filled out, uh, but we need you still uh, to be sure you look at those things, make up your mind that you want to work in some area. Uh, for 2020, uh, and I said it Wednesday night and last Sunday, the Lord's Supper is not just for sisters. Preparation of the Lord's Supper can be for a brother too. Amen, somebody. you It's not just for the women. Uh, anybody can do it. Uh, so we ask that you be mindful on that. Then there's the New Year's Eve preparation. There's a sign of sheep in the back. We need a head count. We need a head count. So if you're coming to that uh, New Year's Eve Uh, Tuesday night at 7 o'clock we ask that you would put your name down uh, let us know because we're trying to prepare a fine meal and we need uh, a good rough count uh, on that then on the 29th we will do something that the Lord is going to be pleased with us with uh, we are going to organize the Lord's church and that of the ordination of elders and deacons uh, on that Sunday the whole church should say amen now then this morning Y'all ready for this? Uh, I want to talk to us on the subject title this morning, Marriage is a Test of Love. And every once in a while we um, we talk about marriage, and uh, marriage is like one of those subjects like, like giving. You can't talk about giving every Sunday, especially the preacher. He better not talk about it every Sunday. But giving is good to talk about because some people need to learn how to give. And you can't learn how to give if nobody teach you. So teaching is is, is a good thing. Teaching truth and principles and values are good things, and we need to embrace the teaching of the Bible. But then marriage is the other thing. Marriage is the other thing. We can't talk about marriage every Sunday, but but every once in a while we need to visit marriage. And uh, marriage is a is a test of love. Now, somebody say, Brother uh, Viltz, why is it that you say marriage is a test of love? Because 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 sometimes we get it twisted and we bring roses or flowers. We think that that's. The real test of our love. Just because I bring you roses don't mean I love you. Just because you have a $5,000 ring on your finger don't mean he loves you. There are plenty of people who have gotten $5,000 rings and $7,000 rings, uh, and and, and they uh, they live as homongers. So don't buy into roses and rings and even a nice pretty house. There are plenty of men who have gotten their wives nice plenty of house, but they have two and three families in the same city. So so don't get get all caught up in in that, all right? That's good. That's nice. Men keep buying the flowers, keep buying the rings and all that kind of stuff. But I want you to know the real test of love is marriage because, sisters, if he really loves you, he's going to marry you. Hello, somebody. If he loves you, he gonna marry. I, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not. but well, I'm not. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to do that. But we've been dating for four and a half years, uh, and I'm 45, and you 55, and so you know, w- w- you know, my time is running short. And I'm trying to have a junior, but 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 you 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 know. The real test of love. But I love you. But 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 now, nah, if he really loves you, one day he gonna marry you. It it doesn't take eternity. But the other thing is, the test of love, and I'll get into that perhaps uh, before the lesson is over, is not only getting married, staying married. If he loves you, he'll stay married to you. And if you love him, he'll stay married to you. Now, now watch this. on today. I want to read Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. Y'all don't mind if we just read the Bible? Hello, somebody. Read the Bible. I know some of us are so embedded in social media. You know, the phones and social media have taken over our relationship with God. But uh, but let's read the Bible. Genesis chapter 2 and our Bible reader who assigned today is Brother Steph Lewis. He's going to read for us I want Brother Lewis to read verse number 21, uh, Genesis chapter 2, beginning, Brother Steph, at verse 21, and the Bible says what?
1: And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. Read. And he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh, I'm sorry, instead thereof.
0: Uh Uh-huh, read 22.
1: And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man brought her unto the what the man the man 24 and adam said this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man
0: she was taken out of man this is now what bone of my what bones question here. Do we have any glue here today? Anybody brought glue with them today? Do we have glue in the classroom? Yes. Somebody, be so kind, go get us glue and bring two sheets of paper. Glue and two sheets of paper. Nobody brought glue today in the car. Okay. (coughs) Now, Now watch this here, all right? Are you, are, are you still with me? This is now what? Bone of my what? And flesh of my what? She shall be called woman
1: because she was taken out of man. Read on. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed.
0: Uh-huh. Now watch this here.
1: The Bible says in 24, read that 24, but Steph. Therefore, uh-huh. shall, shall a man leave his father That's it? and his mother uh-huh. and shall cleave unto his wife.
0: And shall what? Cleave unto that his wife. That word cleave means to be glued. B- glued, all right? Just say glue or glued, all right? Shall cleave. Now, notice he's leaving mother and father, all right? You ain't trying to go back there. You're leaving there, all right? You're leaving there, never to return again. Hello, somebody. Now, things do happen. All right, but that's the exception. But when you leave, you have to understand that my intention is never to go back there, but to visit. All right, just have a seat right there. I want you to do something right quickly. Uh, And shall cleave or be glued unto his what? I want you to understand that, men, when you got married, and we had the privilege of marrying the Lane family not long ago uh, there in Addis, And what happened with them? They were glued together. Brother Lang was glued to Sister Lachey, and on that day she was glued to him. And all of us who are married, we are glued to our spouses. All right. So you're leaving, and you're what? You're cleaving. And they shall be what? One what? One flesh. Now, what I want you to do, Brother Ricky, is open your glue up, and I want you to put glue on the middle part of that, that what is that, construction paper? All right, just put a circle there on that on, on, on that first one. Got to have some glue out. There you go. Make a circle. Just make a circle. Make a nice circle. There you go. Go two rounds. Go another round. One more round. Go one, one, one time again. All right, and after you finish that, I want you to take. Okay, that's cool, right there. Now, close your glue up. All right, just put it on the pew. Uh, I know what glue will do. Come on, bring those sheets. Come on, just bring them up here. Now lie one of them down here. The one that is, uh-huh, just put the one that's glued right up here. There you go. Now, let, let, let's show them that there's glue on here. It's glue, all right? I want you to put the, that construction paper on that glue, on the top of that, uh, there you go. Like this, this, yeah. all right, thank you so much. All right, we just let that sit right here, okay? All right, that'll work. Thank you, Brother Ricky. That's all I need from you right now. Look like you're looking for a payment or something, but you just, <laughs> now, those construction paper who represents Male and female, right? Man and wife. They have been glued together, all right? So God says, and they shall be what? One flesh. They shall be one flesh. Now, even though they are two individuals, in the eyes of God, they are what? One flesh. So men, you got to get out of this understanding of what's, what's, What's mine's is mine's, all right? You, get, you one flesh. And I know when we get married, what's mine's is hers, and what's hers is hers. Men, we all right with that, right? We cool with that. Ain't got no problem. It's all good. <laughs> what's mine's is ours, and what's hers is hers. All right, cool. We, we ain't going to sweat that. If you have two cars, three cars, four cars, five, whatever the case might be, you might have bought three, she might have purchased two, or you might have purchased all of them. <laughs> and we call it, that's hers. Uh, my point is, if I need to jump in your whip, it shouldn't be no fight, no, that's my car, you can't you, use yours. We're one flesh. If we have two, three, four, five bank accounts, And I need to go into the bank account that you put most of your money in. And if I ever need something, I should be able to go to that bank account. No, 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 no. You should be able to go to that bank account and get money out of that bank account and be able to give it to me. Because we're what? We're one flesh. My point is, everything we have belongs to us. Amen, somebody. It belongs to us. Whatever you have that I can use, it should not be a problem. You'd be surprised how many folk fight over monies in marriages. All right? You're fighting over nothing but pieces of paper. I know that have great value, but that's all it is. But what we have ought to be more valuable than pieces of paper. And so God says they're what? They're one flesh. Go with me now, Brother Steph. to first Corinthians chapter 7. Get for me verse number 4. First Corinthians chapter 7. And I'm going to try to go through these things quickly. And I have three groups, uh, three sets of groups and bullet points I want to show us today that is going to operate as our lesson uh, for today. Watch this here.
1: Read verse 4. The Bible says, The wife had not power of her own body, but the husband. Oh, you see it? The wife had not what? Power of her own what? Body, body, but who? The husband. But the husband. Read. And likewise, also, the husband had not power of his own body, uh-huh. but the wife.
0: Now then, somebody say, what is that? Now, you've got to keep it in context. Now, Paul is, one <laughs> way he's teaching this is, is from the sexual relationship. All right? Your body does not belong to you. So that means if if the other spouse wants, feels the need, whatever, of the other person in that of what? Sexual relations. All right? Married folk, older folk, y'all work with me this morning. All right, y'all understand? You should not say no. Because your body in that regard don't belong to you. Now, you'd be surprised. How many folk have not been in that room as of lately? Now, brethren, if she's sick, all right, come on, give 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 her sister a break. <laughs> you know, you follow me? I, I mean, real. You know, if something is, you know, wrong, First Peter 3, be understanding, all right? Be understanding. You know, she's tired, had a long day, have a headache. But now, sisters, now we can't make that a practice every day. All right? And not every day. But you don't belong to yourself in that regard. And so if the other person wants his body, then he should have the right to what? To his body. And on the other end, if the wife wants her body, you should not, men, refuse her body in that regard to her. Now, men. Now, I hope we ain't got no men in here who refuses. Her body. If there's a man in here, sister girls, just, just speak to me after church. Because uh no, we, we, we shouldn't have that. He shouldn't have no headaches, he shouldn't have no cramps, huh? Y'all y'all follow what I'm saying? But the body, y'all looking at me a little strange here. <laughs> the wife had not power of her own body but the husband, and likewise also the husband had not power of his own body but the wife. Read for me again, First Peter chapter 3, verse number 7, First
1: Peter 3, verse 7. The Bible says, Likewise ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. Live with them according to knowledge. Giving honor unto the wife. Giving honor to the wife. As unto the weaker vessel. As unto the weaker vessel. And as being heirs together. Heirs together. Of the grace of life. Of the grace of life. That your prayers be not hindered. As the grace of life, your marriage
0: should be graceful. You don't get married to fuss, fight, and argue all the time. Now that come every once and again. But every day, if you fussing, fighting, and, fight and arguing every day in a marriage, why in the world are you married? You should experience more good time, more graceful time than bad times. And the latter part to that, but Steph, he says that you're what?
1: Prayers be not hindered.
0: If the husband is a child of the living God and your wife is not a child of the living God, when you pray to God that your wife may be converted by way of heart, God says, I am going to cut your prayer off. I'm going to disconnect your prayer line because your mistreatment to your spouse. But she ain't in the Lord. She's not a Christian. God says, I don't care if she is not a Christian. God says, she is your wife. And it is your job as a Christian to uphold Christ in your life that your wife may see Christ in you, just because she's out of Christ, don't mean that you don't owe her respect. And so, men, let me tell you something. When you mistreat your wife, when you mistreat your wife, physically, verbally, emotionally, financially, God says, I'm going to cut off your prayer line. Matter of fact, I'm going to disconnect your prayer line because of your bad treatment to your wife. Now, you can play around with this thing called marriage all you want, but God said, let me tell you something. I take it very serious. When a man mistreats his helpmeet, God says, I gave him, her to you as a helpmeet. Now, let's go through these bullet points uh, right quickly, and I I call them that because they are just too many uh, this morning. Number one, marriage is not hell there are some people who are married who have been married should i say who will try to make you believe that marriage is the worst thing on the earth and i here to tell you this morning it's not marriage is not hell just because you couldn't hold yours don't try to mess it up for somebody else Just because you're afraid to jump the broom, don't try to scare anybody who's thinking about doing the right thing and not being married by saying marriage is full of hell. Number two, not only marriage is not hell, marriage is not heaven. Hello, somebody, it is not heaven. Ain't nobody up in here got a marriage that is heaven. My point is marriage is not paradise. Marriage is not paradise. Everything is not blissful in marriage. Number three, we got to roll. Marriage is hard. I said marriage is hard. You got two people trying to become one flesh. Matter of fact, you got two personalities. Who are trying to become one flesh. Now, in the eyes of God spiritually, you are already one flesh. But the days, the years you live together, you got to mesh and intertwine your mind and your life to become one. Marriage is hard. Huh? Marriage takes some work. Huh? <laughs> Give me number four. Marriage is holy. Because it was instituted by God. Therefore, it can't be hellish. It's holy. But if you want a holy marriage, you better have some holy material. You're not going to have a holy marriage with some hellish material. Talking about the person. He's full of hell. And now you want a holy marriage. Uh Uh-uh. You ain't going to get it. You need to marry yourself a holy man. Marry yourself a holy woman. If you want a holy marriage. And there are some people who will see the red flags and will still move in that direction. You know he ain't holy. But he going to change, Brother Viltz. When? You've been married 30 years. He still didn't change. Matter of fact, he got worse. Marriage is holy because marriage comes from God. Number five. Marriage is Honorable. Now, can we just talk about this in just a little bit? Marriage is honorable. God says marriage is honorable, honorable, and the bed undefiled. Homongers and adulterers, God will judge. Now, marriage is honorable. That means it's respected by heaven. The bed undefiled. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't riding dirty. You ain't living dirty. You ain't sleeping dirty. When you sleep in the same house, in the same room, in the same bed with somebody of the opposite sex, it ought to be your spouse. And don't come give me that stuff. I'm strong. I can can stay in the same house with him, and I ain't going to touch him. You might not touch him, but that don't mean it's going to stop him from touching you. But, you know, we got to try it out. I heard some fool saying this the other day, but you got to try out marriage before you before you, uh, before you marriage. So marriage is honorable and the bed undefiled. Don't give me that stuff. You going gonna to stay in his room and you going to stay in her room. That's a bunch of nonsense. Amen, somebody. Y'all know better than that. I wouldn't even put myself in that position. I'm going to stay in, and you stay over here automatically at night. I'll be sleepwalking. I'll be sleepwalking. I'm just being honest. You're not going to put me in that position. Talking about I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't you do it. If he loves you, he'll marry you. If she loves you, she'll marry you. That's the real test of somebody's love for you. Not flowers. Flowers fade. Diamonds get lost and stolen. Houses get old and, (laughs) y'all follow me? The marriage could last until death do you part. It's honorable. It's not not filthy. It's not filthy. God said you do it the other way. God said said that's defilement. Don't defile yourself like that, God is saying. All right? So marriage is honorable because it's respected by heaven itself. Now, I want to go to the second uh, group of bullet points. Uh, Give it to me. Uh, Number one, marriage is a partnership. Marriage is a partnership. And I got to run with these things. Marriage is a partnership. Now, I'm giving you a whole marriage workshop for free. Marriage is a partnership. It's a partnership. That's what it is. We are in partnership. Nivia is my partner, and I'm her partner. Whether well, she like it or not, I'm a partner. I'm a partner. I am uh, a partner in crime, whatever, like Bonnie and Clyde. I'm, we ride until I don't know what. Amen, somebody. She's my partner, and I'm her partner. This is what she got. You are in partnership with each other. And that's what you have to understand when you get married. You are in partnership with the other person. That's your partner. and and. Made mention to uh, sometime I tell the brethren. I told Brother Lang this: Never allow the devil to make you think that your spouse is your enemy. Well, she look how she look what she told me. Look what he told me. Look at the attitude he spoke. Look at the attitude she spoke. Don't ever allow the enemy to make you think your spouse is the enemy because he will try to do it. You see what she told you. You see what he did. Don't really love you. You know that business he pulled to, with Eve in the garden? he do that with you. But that's not your enemy. That's your spouse. She's in partnership with you. You are partners together. Watch this here. Number two, marriage is an investment. What you put in it, you'll get out from it. If you never put in it time, in your marriage, your marriage will not become strong. What you put in it, you can get out from it. Listen, brethren, you cannot go to the ATM machine and you got zero balance, and you take your card. <laughs> you take your card and you want a hundred dollars, but you got zero balance. Just because you got a card don't mean you're going to get some money. And, you know, there are some people, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they were trying to take that card. He know he ain't got the right amount of money up in there. But he prays to God. This is praying in vain. He prays to God, Lord, just, you know, let the machine just mess up and just give me by accident what I want. And he swipe and he put his pin in and he get insufficient funds. And he's all disappointed. Man, you already knew you didn't have $100 in that bank. I want $100. I know I don't have it. But you try to withdraw what you didn't put in. You cannot take out what you did not put in. Why are people trying to have these pretty marriages when you have not put in pretty time? You, you want a quality marriage, but you don't spend quality time. If whatever kind of marriage you got, that's the kind of time you putting into the marriage. If you don't like the way your marriage is, change and do something about it. Huh? Well, you know, you know, we don't talk and we don't do this. Well, brother, when the last time you try to talk to her? You well, it been six months, you know. The last time I tried, you know, it just whatever you got, that's what you putting in. I told us not long ago. Whatever the woman gives you. That's the kind of treatment that you put it in. If you treat a woman a certain way, you always know how you're treating a woman. By what she's putting out and giving you. She might still wash your clothes now. But when she washes it, she'll say, come get them and you fold them and put them up. (laughs) She might just leave it on the floor. She might cook, but you're going to have to fix it. All I'm saying is, she's still keeping her part with God. But there are some things uh, that she will not do because of what you're doing. Come on, brothers. Y'all been married long enough. Some of y'all been married longer than me. I'm going on 17 years. And I'm telling you, if you don't do certain things, she will not put out her other things. Say amen when you can, Brother Carl. Brother call is like. Number three. Marriage is a business affair. Can I say something? All of us who are married, your marriage, I have the Viltz the Company and Corporation. That's, that's what we are. I know she I know she would like John, uh, that's the maiden name, but I'm sorry, babe, you're going to have to take the Vilts Company and Corporation. Uh, that's what you got, <laughs> right? It's a business affair, and it must be managed well. Hello, somebody. It's a business affair. That's what marriage is. You got your own small business company God gave you, and 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 that's why He talks about elders and deacons, elders rather. If you can't show good business in your own house, how you gonna try to do business? In God's house, huh? If I can't keep my little business together, how in the world I'm going to try to help this business? You can't do it. And so he said, it's a business affair. We have to learn how to manage our business, our marriage, and family what? Well, you can't have a thriving company. You never meet with the company. You never spend time with the company. You never have any fellowship with the company? You just always, no, no, no. You need what? You need to manage. You need to control certain things. You need to oversee certain things. And you need to manage it what? Manage it well. So marriage is a partnership. So men, so where you going? Wives, where you going? you a partnership. you a hook for life. What's wrong with you? It's an investment. What you put in is what you're going to take out. It's a business affair. This is our business. This is our little business, baby. You know, when the business is not going well, we got to have a business. We got to have a business meeting. We got to meet in the conference room in our house, and we got to bring all the business members around the table. We got to sit down and we got to say, now, Johnny, you've been spending too much money, son. You've been going out on Friday nights and buying up all them stuff. We're losing money right over here. Honey, you've been to Macy's too much. You see all of the Macy's bags in the closet, all of the Macy's bags. What is what is this here? And all of it is for you, and I got one scarf. And I see all of the pumps and all of the heels and all of the... And all, it's, baby, I know you love Macy's. I don't know, but we going to have to stop this. You, you know, you got to tell her, you know, you got to... Grain of salt on that, brethren. You might have to use the whole salt container, but you you got to do that. We're losing too much right here. We're losing too much. It's a business affair. If you want your business to thrive, sometimes you got to call a businessman and say, "Now look, this is too much, honey. It's too much. It's too much, son. No, it's too much." They might not like it, but it's all about business we're in this thing together. So if we don't want to drown and go under, we are going to have to make better decisions, choices. Let's go on to the next one. What I got? Do I have another one on this? I don't know if I have another. Okay, let's group C. Third bullet point group here. Love is a choice decision. All right? This is this is this one here I want us to uh to repeat. Uh repeat this after me. Love is a choice. Now, what you have to understand is people make a big mistake about I just love as a feeling. I, I, I just love I just feel it in my heart. I love her. I feel it right here when she do me wrong, it hurt right here. But Bill it hurt, it might hurt right there. It might hurt there. But that's that's not that's not that's not what we should be dealing with. You go deal with your heart with a cardiologist. Right? But when you're married, no. Love is a choice decision. In other words, love is a choice. It's a choice decision. You have to decide to love a person. You think Sister Phil's want to love me every day? There's some days, uh-uh, she's not feeling like it. Now, notice I didn't say, you know, the other way around. I'm, I love her. I love her. I love her. But every day? You don't love him every day like that. But you make a what? Decision. You know why, and I want to say this, and I don't mean no harm. You know, there's a lot of people, and I don't know what the statistic, one out of two, one out of three marriages fail in divorce every year. One out of four, whatever the number is. But, it's. but in that number, it's Christians. There are Christians in the Lord's church who are getting divorces. Are y'all listening to me? Don't you ever think in your mind that your marriage is so strong that you won't be signing no papers? It's a decision that you have to make. It is not just a feeling. You think Christ felt like going to the cross? Oh Father, I'm just ready. Come on, just bring me up here. I'm, I'm ready. Put me on the cross. Come on, Romans. What's taking you so long? Put that Come on, I'm not waiting. Up here. No, he didn't feel like doing it, but he would. He made a choice to get up on that cross. And when you're married, you don't always feel like doing stuff, but you have to choose to do them. You ask these people who've been married for fifty and sixty years, and ask them, "Did you feel?" Like you on a honeymoon every day, they'll tell you, oh, by no means, Brother Bills. That was some time I wanted to slap the taste out of his mouth. That was some time I wanted to run the truck right into his body. But I chose. Sometimes you might have your bags packed. Don't raise your hand. Any one of you ever pack your bags, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. Uh, I'm 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 leaving. I'm 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 gone, huh? Your bags were at the door. You're ready to go. You don't start the car, everything. But you made a decision to stay. It's about all you folk who've been married under a year. Let me tell you something. You you got some times coming in your marriage. It's gonna be rough. It sometimes you're rolling on smooth pavement, and then all of a sudden your marriage you get on gravel roads, dirt. I'm from the country. You got. Dirt roads, you are rolling, and especially if you're coming behind another car, dust is all up where you can't even hardly see sometimes. And sometimes you're gonna get on a road with filled with potholes. You're just gonna be hitting potholes after potholes, and you're gonna be like, "It, it, it, I'm done. I'm, I'm through. I'm, I'm throwing the towel. I, this, this ain't gonna work." Sometimes you just got to pray your way through stuff. Sometimes you got to live your way through stuff. You got to talk. In other words, you got to make a decision. I know it ain't what I want it to be right now, but I'm going to stay in it because I told God I'm going to stay in it. The next one, number two, we're coming to a close. They got me smaller here, but love is a choice, decisions followed by emotions. Now, love is a decision. That's number one. You decide to do right, you decide to stay married. The emotions follows the decision that you make. You will feel a certain way about your spouse, and you should. You should love them that with, with a certain kind of love. And we talked about this, phileo, eros, stargay, all those love, agape. We talked about those loves. You ought to feel a, a certain kind of way about your spouse. Uh, eros, that's the sexual love, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, we just got through reading. You ought to have that as long as your body. Would allow you to have and experience that kind of sexual love. And 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 we live in a 21st century, century They are they are helping you out. They are helping you out a whole lot. Amen, somebody. Anybody ever heard about me Rejuve me, that's that's in Baton Rouge. They got, yeah. Well, they'll help you with, with all that stuff. Rejuve me. Yeah, and not just that, but they'll help you with physical, when you lose physical strength, when you're tired every day. You go there, and they'll they'll, they'll, they'll take care of you. You might have to pay a little bit, but they'll take care of you. My point is, we live in a day and age where they got stuff that'll help you in the physical. But when it comes in the spiritual, you're going to have to depend on the Lord. You follow me? And I told you, marriage is hard. It's it's, it's hard. It's, It's difficult. But you have to make a decision. This is what I'm going to do, followed by the emotions. I feel some kind of way. And I hear people say, I fell out of love. And I understand what they say. I understand. But the reason why you fell out of love is because you had the wrong kind of love. You were operating through your marriage with feelings and not with the right choice decisions. See, it's a choice. It's not just feelings. Feelings changes. You can't go by. Finals are just like the wind. Today you like this, tomorrow you like that. Oh, today you like this. That's not the and, and they've been operating like that for 5, 7, 10, 13, 15 years. Their marriage was like this. Because that's the kind of marriage they were operating from instead of making good choice decisions. I have a third one on there. And then we'll come to close. I think that's the last one. Love is the glue. Love is the glue. Making good choice decisions. Keeping God in the middle. Understanding God made us one flesh. Understanding he made us one flesh. As I come to a close, have you ever heard people, now I'm going to give you two terms. One, we just we were just incom- incompatible. We just incompatible. <laughs> Man, I, all of us can probably at some point in our lives can say we're incompatible. Irreconcilable. You ever heard that? You know, we just, you know, irreconcilable, uh, you know, uh, you know, incompatible, you know, we, we just couldn't see eye to eye. Irreconcilable, we just couldn't work it out. We couldn't make it together. We just couldn't, you know, we just, irreconcilable differences. And You look at some divorce papers, that's what they got on that, irreconcilable difference. They just couldn't, they couldn't live together. They just couldn't, they just, two words, incompatible equals immaturity. You're incompatible, but you're immature. Irreconcilable, you're selfish. (laughs) We we just didn't see things, we didn't share anything in common. You know, you were immature. That's the problem, brother. That's the problem, sister. I'm not irreconcilable. You know, we just couldn't live together you are selfish. And if you you grow up, if you grow in Christ, men and women, if you grow in Christ, men and women, if you stop being selfish, stop making it about just you and make it about everybody else in the company, you stay married. You stay married. Marriage is a test love. If he marries you, it's because he loves you. If he loves you, now, this here didn't do what I wanted. it to do. Y'all get the point, huh? We're going to try to make it work, though. We try to make it work. Where's my gluer? That's him. That's him. Now, you watch this here. Now, I'm just gonna do this. Yeah, he's doing a little something. When you become one flesh, I want you to picture that in your mind. You're one flesh. You're one. It's not him. And her. God joined you together. And what God has joined together, let no man put. This is one person. Here it is. See this? See how it's, See this? See this? How, see this? This is you when you are divorced. I want y'all to see this. See how it's pulling some of the construction from the other one? And some of the other one from the other one? And I wish you could hear how it sounds. When you're pulling that person. Listen, listen. You, you hear that? Oh, yeah, it's, it's doing what I want. See that? Let me tell you something. I've heard people in marriages I can't stand him. I can't stand her. I don't care what happens to him. I don't care what happens to her. You mean to tell me you've been married to this person? for X amount of years and you don't care what happens to that person. I don't care if he dies and go to hell. I don't care if she dies and loses all of her finances. Let me tell you something, nobody wins in divorce. Hello somebody, you wanna damage him? You cannot damage the other person without damaging yourself. How can two, as we stated, how can two lovebirds at the end of their lives, marriages, end up like this? Are y'all listening to this? Brother Lane, I want you to see this. Sister Shay? Brother Casey? Y'all see this? And everybody else who married. Because just because you got 20 in, don't mean you're out of the water. The devil is busy. He busy. And you better not fall asleep. Because the devil will blindfold you. He will tape your mouth. The devil is sly. He's slick. And he loves to catch you slipping. When you but keep your guards down, the devil will make a nice man walk around on your job right before you every day come to your cubicle ask you if you want coffee ask you if you want a burger you know I can I buy it is on me you could have it your way and he'll just walk away yeah yeah he'll plant some seeds in you yes he will and you having a bad you having a bad marriage and he's treating you like the old man should be treating you. Hello, somebody. And then he and then he start turning you. Amen, somebody. The devil will catch you slipping. And then vice versa. Vice versa. Hmm. You had a nice marriage when you started off. But how in the world did you end up like this? That's my lesson to you on this morning. And every once in a while it's good to revisit these kinds of lessons because they're very useful in our lives. And we need to know what God has to say about marriage and how to deal with certain issues that come in our lives, especially marriage, family. Because what kind of marriages you have is the kind of family you will have. And the kind of family you will have is the kind of congregation. You're going to have. If you're a child of God and you got sin in your life and you want to make things right today, all you got to do is just repent. And if you got sin to the point where you need to ask for forgiveness of sins, all you got to do, all you got to do is say, I've sinned, I have the church to pray for me. Period. You don't have to tell us anything else. We don't want to know what you did. Just tell us you sinned, period. God gonna forgive. We'll pray for you. You're dealing with some stuff in your life? It's hard. Just say, church, it's hard. And I need prayers. Period. Don't get into that deed. We don't want to know all that. We don't want to know. We don't want to know. God knows. All our job is confess. And he'll make it much, much better. If you're not a child of God, you come by hearing his word, which you have. Believe in the same. Have faith in God. Repent of your sins. Be willing to change your mind, your thought process. Be willing to confess Jesus is the son of the living God. And today be willing to be buried. In water baptism for the remission of your sins. Today, I say, if you know that there's a heaven and there's a hell, and if you know that you're not in Christ, my question to you is, why wait? Why tear us down? Why not say today, I'm coming to Christ, I'm going to get in the water, I'm going to make God pleasing in my life, start a brand new life, and begin to live the life that God is going to save one of these days. That's your choice. Don't let it leave and pass you by, as together we stand. And together we sing the invitation song. Why don't you come? Why don't you come?